Hello, everybody, and welcome to the introductory episode. Is that the right word, Greg? Introductory? Can you say that? Introductory works, absolutely. Of so far, so pod, so what? Your transatlantic, eclectic, Megadeth podcast. Eclectically casual. Eclectically casual. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, right off the bat, we should say that we're, we're coming in sort of busy already. I'm doing my maiden A to Z thing, and you're doing Play-Doh all the time yeah, with your kids. A lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot of other things. But we still intend to deliver a uh, state-of-the-art speed metal podcast. Anyway, this voice, if you don't know, is Jonathan. So I'm coming in from Stockholm. And my co-host here, we've been podcasting before, but this is the first time you're actually hosting a show. Yeah, and I am Greg, and I am calling in from Buffalo, New York, in the United States of America. Yeah, so hence transatlantic. And yeah, obviously we're not going to do this weekly. It's going to happen roughly once a month or something like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I guess we should explain why we're going to do it. For me... It's quite easy. Uh, before starting Maiden to see, I had one other band in mind for a deep dive type thing, and that would be Megadeth. Megadeth is a rarity um, as far as the uh, you know the lexicon of bands that um, I like, in, in the fact that you know a lot of bands, especially you know in the metal world and all of its subgenres, I got into a lot of them kind of after the fact or after their at least their peak popularity and i was of an age when megadeth's peak popularity was at a time when i was starting to get into music and when i first heard megadeth well i first heard megadeth in bill and ted's bogus journey um with the song go to hell but i didn't know it was megadeth so um the first time i was actually aware of megadeth would have been when countdown to extinction uh, had come out in 1992. Um, at that point, uh, music was starting to kind of get more attention for me as far as uh, interest is concerned. And uh, that was a very big album. They had a lot of presence on MTV, both as a band and as Dave Mustaine, particularly. He had, like, he was an MTV correspondent in the 1992 presidential election. I've seen the clips, yeah. Big aspects. Yeah, rock, rock, rock the vote. And um, so he was actually kind of. Um, he was a, a bigger media personality um, over here at the time. So Megadeth was, you know, they got a lot of video play, especially, you know, like, um, I think they had three videos on that record, but I think the two that got the most play would have been Symphony of Destruction and Sweating Bullets as well, which I believe might have been MTV Video of the Year in 1992 or 93. Something It had some sort of distinction of that, which is, pretty funny to think that Megadeth or really any metal band ever received any distinction from MTV, especially with how it is now. But, um, right. So yeah, Megadeth was really, that's how they kind of got on my radar. They were a big band and I was starting to get into heavy metal, but I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't say I really dove headfirst into them until maybe a couple years later, just because, you know, when you're 10, you don't really have a lot of disposable income. And, and I was still kind of working my way up to it. You know, I was still kind of really into a lot of hard rock, at the time, you know, Van Halen, Kiss, 
stuff of that nature. But I was into Megadeth before I was ever really into Metallica. So um, I would say by the time I got into, I'm trying to think, maybe the first record I got from uh, from Megadeth was, I don't even think it was Countdown. I think the first record I got from them might have been So Far, So Good, So What, oddly enough. Oh, there we go. And, uh, and I got it in, I think, 1994, because someone had it on cassette and they didn't want it anymore. So then you're 13, 14 at that point, right? Yeah, it was, uh, would have been uh, 94, it would have been 12. So, hmm. yeah, so that's really where it all started for me. And then it just kind of, kind of, I don't know, there was just something about that band. And Mustaine, obviously, he's a very interesting character. Um, oh, yeah. But even so, there's plenty of interesting characters in the history of rock and roll music. If the music wasn't great, it really doesn't matter. You know, and there's just something about their music that was a very, very, uh, very interesting to me. And still to this day, obviously, here I am 40 years old and I'm yep. now uh, endeavoring uh, to do a podcast, you know. so <laughs> Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah. So, I mean, there's obviously there's been uh, several other miles and, and offshoots and ramps and highways with Megadeth over years. But that's basically the origin story, you know. Bill and Ted, that's the thing with uh, Ken Reeves, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the air guitars and the, oh yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. I'm actually wearing the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey T-shirt right now. You can't see it. My hair's in the way. Yeah, there we go. So is that a proper rock film in style of Wayne's World or something like that, or um, rock comedy? It's really different. The first one is kind of well. I don't know. Have you ever seen Back to the Future? I have, but it's ages ago. I'm, uh, I've said this yeah. on my podcast, but I'm not a big movie watcher, so I'm, you know, I'm, I know the mythos, but I haven't really. I don't know the, the actual films, but of course, I know of it well. You know. The first movie, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, was just basically kind of like Back to the Future, but instead of a DeLorean, they used a phone booth. Uh-huh. The second one, they went out of their way to make as bizarre as possible, and it was initially titled um, Bill and Ted Go to Hell. So Megadeth okay. was actually slated to have the title, title track of the movie, but when they got to the studios, they thought that the title Bill and Ted Go to Hell was too dark or ominous or foreboding. But, Losing um, money. Yeah, Basically. so they yeah. they they kind of made it much more bubbly and uh, um, engaging for you know the the general movie viewing public. However, the movie is actually quite 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 twisted. They they get murdered. I mean, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the movie in thirty two years. But like, I mean, they're the main characters. They get murdered within like the first ten minutes of the movie, and they actually do go to hell. Like the the whole the, the story is the the. The script of the second one, they went out of their way to, to make it so different. It's its the result of hard drugs, you know, and it's awesome. Yeah, I might have to check that out then. It's actually, yeah, it's very, very weird. It's very weird, but I think you maybe have to see the first one first because there's, there's some callbacks to it in the second one, but the second one is bizarre, and I think that that's it's, it's good stuff. And Go to Hell wasn't released ever. It's on that treasure chest thing, the compilation only. Well, it was on it was on the soundtrack. It was released on the soundtrack to Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That was released. I actually have that on CD and maybe still cassette somewhere. But um, it was eventually, yeah, like you said, put out on that Megadeth compilation, Hidden Treasures, in ninety four, ninety five. I think that was.
you talked about 1992. And I think I figured that out a couple of years ago that uh, heavy metal or whatever you want to call it sort of really left Europe at that time. It was all America. Really? I mean, it wasn't all America, but look at the live form of bands then, you know, look mm-hmm. at Iron Maiden, the band we talked about previously, how they were yeah. kind of declining in form, you know. That's true. Or, yeah, or even look at 1980 from our Kiss Iron Maiden crossover. You talked about the passing of the torch. That's true. Then it was going to Europe to for, for you know, the new wave of British heavy metal and all that. And, and at this point, you know, those bands are sort of getting a little old, a little tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And up and comers are Megadeth. Uh, Pantera sound great at that time. Mm-hmm. Metallica becoming the biggest band of the world. Yeah. So metal is really moving over there. And a Megadeth reference for me is always that I think it's a Hollywood gig or a LA gig or something like that on mm-hmm. uh, on the Rust in Peace tour, mm-hmm. where it just sounds incredible. And yeah. You can tell it's not even worked on. You know, it's right. Just just recorded. And it sounds incredible. With that lineup in that era, I mean, they were they were. They were something special in that era. But also, I feel like it, to to say that metal left in Europe, it, honestly, it had pretty much left in America, too. I mean... Well, it was the 90s. Yeah, the only bands that survived the whole transition into the Seattle movement over here in America, especially if you were like a heavy metal band, if you're an American metal band, the only bands that really survived was like the Big Four um, and Pantera. Um, yeah. And you can even argue that maybe it wasn't even the big four. It was mostly just, I mean, obviously Metallica was the biggest, but I mean, they were selling, if you think of the, the disparity in, in, in sales, they sold what, 10 million of the black album. Megadeth was the second was next in line and they sold 8 million less. So they were, I would not say they only sold, they only went double platinum, but I mean, you know, and right, I think right. Slayer, maybe they went platinum with seasons in the abyss. And I think Anthrax, they were, they went gold. They were experimenting, you know, Attack of the Killer Ace. and Well, they had a gold record with that first John Bush record, but even they, they were kind of plateauing and were kind of, and I don't want to say nosediving, but they were about to head into their dark period. So really, as far as being peak popularity in the early 90s, especially after the Soundgardens and Nirvanas and Alice in Changes started taking over rock music and the whole alternative scene in general, it was really only... Metallica, Megadeth, and and Pantera and Slayer. That was really it. I mean, it, and yeah. uh, and obviously at that point it had kind of gone back underground because we had the death metal thing happening here. But that was nowhere near as big, you know. Right on, right on. That's our next podcast then. You know, death metal. Yeah. East Coast versus <laughs> Stockholm. Or no, East yeah, Coast right. versus East Coast. Actually, because I'm also on the East Coast, but that's that for another podcast. You know, well, already <laughs> going off the rails here. Uh, yeah. I'll dive into my Megadeth story then. Also, quite a while back. Uh, before I, you know, I think I got into Maiden around 12 years old through my cousin. You can learn about that in my other show. But not that far after, I met this drummer guy uh, in my school. He had a drum kit in his tiny room in his parents' house. His father was a cop. I don't remember what his mom was, but we were allowed to rehearse there. And he had this little uh, amplifier with a cassette deck in the amplifier, in the guitar amplifier. So I recorded like the riff to walk song that he liked and then i just push play and i try and solo over it terribly and we did some other tracks we did uh, hall of the mountain king uh, not the sabotage but the actual you know the greek song and i would add octaves it was probably a shit show but so much fun you know yeah of course and he had this he went to see made in 99 which i didn't 
And he, he told me, like, oh, Megadeth, they were the opener, they were heavy as, oh, fuck. And I was like, oh, Megadeth. And he was listening to Cannibal Corpse, a band you're very familiar with. So I yeah. thought, oh, no, here we go, another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> which I couldn't stand, you know, at, at 12, 13. It was, uh, actually, I think we were about 14 then. So we put on Megadeth, and it's like... It's like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of loved the band since. You know, mm-hmm. it was very immediate. Mm-hmm. There was no trans. The transition was when I, in my head, when I was hearing Cannibal Corpse, a band that I really like today. But then oh, yeah. it was like, what the fuck's going on, man? This is right. terrible. <laughs> so right. then putting on that was like a breath of fresh air. It's tuned up, you know, not tuned up, but tuned standard compared to Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, it's tuned up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you think about it, there's parallels though that our our, our entry way, our entry point is both. Uh, the countdown to extinction record yes yes and i didn't know yeah. that you know we mm-hmm. haven't over communicated before because we need to stay a little bit fresh especially yeah. since we're going into this only once a month or something you know yeah, yeah. so yes uh King of my teeth still one of my absolute favorite songs i reference uh-huh. it sometimes when i'm you know when i've been sloppy and my life is uh, kind of <laughs> falling <laughs> apart a little bit i'm clinging <laughs> on to life by the skin of my teeth you know and I, it's a very rocking song isn't it you know uh i would say that it's 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 very rocking new wave of British heavy metal-ish, but it's very, very weird that, I mean, that they were doing this in 1992. You know, you would yeah. think that they would have, they had almost gone back to probably their youths, you know, for, for something like that. But it was ultimately the stuff that really did the most damage for them as far as, you know, popularity and record sales, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that cough in the beginning too. I know this is an introductory episode, so we can't mm-hmm. dive into that song, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've claimed sometimes it's my second favorite band, but ranking bands like that is kind of stupid because then we have Black Sabbath and then we have, you know, Deep Purple, we have uh, Thin Lizzy. I found I found that everyone probably has a, a top five or a top ten that is very fluid. Any one of those top five or top tens could be number one on any given day. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's that's how I am. So but I would but I think even in, in a in a top ten fluid world, I still think that Megadeth would would probably always crack my top five at the very least. They are in there. They are oh, in there, I, yeah. I had a, a quick comment on Big Four as well, which I think fits in an Umbrella episode like this. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like, they pretty much said when they did the, the you know, the, I guess you could call it a reunion uh, or of sorts when they did that in 2011, I think it was, mm-hmm. that it was pretty much Metallica and the rest, you know, in terms oh, of size. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Huge compared to the yeah. others. And I would yes. add also, and this is your concept, uh, Big five is probably what we would refer to and throw Exodus yeah. in there. I would, I would think just based on for historical value and, and who was there as far as who kind of built the genre, I would think you would, ha- you would have to, you know? Yeah. 
And also, you will be the thrash expert here. I am quite familiar. <laughs> you know, I did play all those thrash songs in in Bjorn's little room there. You know, Symphony yeah. of Destruction, by the way, was the Megadeth tune we did. But I could never figure out the chorus. It was too complex for me, you know, chord-wise. It's very layered. It's very layered. Yeah, so we yeah. just played verse, pre-chorus, verse, pre-chorus, verse, <laughs> like that, you know, round and round. Uh, pretty much the same, <laughs> yeah. you know, with Walk or, uh, of course. I don't know, Hall of the Mountain King we did, I think. I don't remember which Maiden song. Orion must have been in there as well. Metallica, that was of course. still one of my favorite riffs. Everyone knows a riff or two out of every Metallica song or every uh, Megadeth song from that era, you know? <laughs> yes, if you play guitar. Yeah. Okay, so here we are. We have me, Jonathan, from Stockholm. We have Greg from Buffalo. I think you guys know why we do this now. Uh, so what, if we would try and sell it, what are we going to give? The thing is, in this case, you know, when I started the Maiden podcast, we really had to say, what are we going to do? But in this mm-hmm. case, we're the fucking first. And we can pretty much do whatever we want, really. Like, it's the Megadeth podcast you guys have. If you want a better one, you have to start one. Yes. But yes. that said, what are we going to do, Greg? What's, what's, what's on offer? Well, um, the canvas is blank and the paint is ours. So I think we're going to be uh, giving you, I don't think you can expect one solid format from us. I think you're going to, we're going to cull ideas uh, from (laughs) other podcasts we listen to, other Mm -hmm. podcasts we do. Of course. um, Other ideas. um, You know, I would hope at some point to have, you know, possibly guests or interviewers or interviewees. And, Mm -hmm. um, Really just um, not try and lock ourselves down to one solid format because there's so many great ways to uh, to approach this. And considering, like we said, as far as we know, we might be the first Megadeth-centric podcast out there, um, why lock ourselves down to one thing when we could go about it in so many different ways to provide as, as much entertaining or informative uh, Megadeth-related contact for... Uh, folks to get down with you know right and that i realize now we should mention that we are on the deep dive podcast network and we've already received help from those guys so we're locked in there you know right yes. sabbath bloody podcast helped us with uh, our logo and um, also actually helped us got, get going you know he, he kind of requested this from, mm-hmm. from you uh, after our last episode on my show and then uh, mm-hmm. we can mention deep purple podcast probably out of all metal megadeth is their absolute favorite band you know you know John, you met him uh, when we recorded, and of course Kiss are his boys, but I would say then Megadeth is his metal band of choice, and Nathan is a huge fan, you know. Mm-hmm. When I was on his show, I saw a photo shoot of him headbanging in a Seventh Sun shirt, even though he's not a huge Maiden fan, he had one for some reason. That's awesome. And then on the wall, there was this f- project from French in school saying, Le Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> so he did some French project about Megadeth. That's uh, cool. Also, on my old show, Again for Riffs, he came in playing uh, Peace Cells, but who's buying on the bass and jumping the fire on the guitar, mm-hmm. uh, both Mustaine stuff and uh, huge fans. So he's coming on. And then for other shows, you can check out um, deepdivepodcastnetwork.com. There's a few of them. A lot of good stuff in there, basically. Oh, absolutely. Van Halen, you've been on that show and the podcast will rock. Mm-hmm. We'll have social medias up and running shortly, and we want to hear from you people. Um, if you have uh, questions, if you have suggestions, if you have salutations, if you have fuck offs, you know, uh, send That's them all our yeah, way. We, yeah. we want them all. And uh, uh, Johnny, what's that uh, that email address again? So far, so pod, so what at gmail.com. 
without any symbols, there's no commas or exclamation yeah. marks or anything, you know, it's just so far, so pod, so what, at human.com, and that's probably our moniker everywhere, because I don't think it's stolen, I'll try to regi- register it before we actually <laughs> upload this, so, so we don't get hijacked, you know, that'd right. be bad. Yeah. And yeah, do send in, because especially since we're, you know, jumping formats, it'd be really cool to hear if you like this one, because then, yeah, we could redo something like that, or if, yeah, if this didn't really fit you guys, yeah, well, then we might, you know, refrain from doing that particular format again, because we will yeah. jump around. Yeah. It's the eclectic transatlantic casual Megadeth podcast. Exactly. We're men of the people, and uh, we want to uh, deliver to the people the shit they want to hear. Because if you ain't going to listen, well, then why would we record it? Then me and Johnny could just hang out if you guys don't want to hear it. So let that us know true. what's up, and we'll fucking roll from there. Perfect. We don't have a sign-off, but we like. there's got to be so many good sign-offs in the, like, in the Dave Mustaine wordplay <sighs> catalog uh i guess all i'll say is think about our last words might might be what we just said <laughs> <laughs> all right cheers cheers <laughs>